so did you miss me? (laughs) Or did we both need a break from listening to me jabber on? Uh, If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I just completed 12 straight days of podcasting our bonus episodes about the procrastinator's Christmas prep plan. I have some reflections that I want to talk about today that are regarding how do you know, or at least how can you predict that you're likely to actually follow through and complete something versus when it's a real struggle to get it done. Doing those 12 days was an adventure and I'd like to share some thoughts. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home podcast. I'm Joy Ridenauer, wife, mom of four, and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there is a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way your brain thinks. Albert Einstein said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Well, fish, Let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to say yes to unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose joy. So jumping into episode 31, which is how we can predict that we might be successful at a task we want to do, And by being able to predict it, are there things we can learn from this to sort of change up future tasks so that maybe we have a better chance at success? I would like to credit the idea for this to a guy I saw on TikTok. (laughs) He is a doctor um, who has ADHD and specializes in treating ADHD patients. On TikTok, his handle is at Dr. Brian FTW. He is worth a follow. He breaks things down, you know, in the very quick TikTok format, (laughs) but lots and lots of great nuggets. So I will link him in the show notes, but he has an acronym and you know how I love acronyms. I love acronyms most when they actually spell a real word because it helps me remember it. This one, I guess, technically is NICU, which we also know is Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. But this NICU stands for something else. So he says, for an ADHD brain, if something is novel, meaning new, interesting, challenging, or urgent, we're more likely to get engaged with it, or at least react to it. The example he gives in his TikTok is that if you have an email that you have to respond to, Dealing with emails is not novel. There's nothing new about that. So that doesn't light up your brain to start taking action. It's not particularly interesting to have to do an email response. It's not particularly challenging. And maybe at the time you come across it, when you're first opening your emails, it's also not urgent. So therefore, there is nothing in those categories that is lighting up your brain to take action. So you're going to put it off until it actually becomes urgent or gets taken care of. For people who don't understand how our inbox has 10,000 emails in it, (laughs) raise your hand if you're feeling a little guilty right now. 
there isn't a payoff for our brains to clear that inbox to zero. Now, technically, it might feel great. That might actually light us up with a little bit of dopamine once we got to zero. But our email box is so far gone, the act of getting to zero, that ship sailed a while ago. And the effort to get it back would be overwhelming and therefore overwhelming shuts the rest of that down. If this email response is not forgotten about, and this is how we get into trouble because when something is not like labeled as new anymore or if we remember to flag it but we also have 4,000 things flagged in our email box, that urgency is not going to bite us to do that response. This sort of watching this and understanding that acronym, it made me reflect on this ability that I had to drive through doing these 12 podcasts in a day and so asking myself to go back through that acronym what podcasting is still novel to me let's let's face it I'm you know if you count the bonus episodes this is number 43 I'm still learning I'm still not doing everything right there is absolute newness to this and so that lit me up I also added a new element from my typical podcasting because I said, could I do this for 12 straight days? Could I really? And that made it sort of new and exciting. Is it interesting? Yes. I love talking about all things organizing and decluttering and planning and to be able to put it with a spin on Christmas, that definitely lit me up as well. Was it challenging? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was because I had sort of promised myself when I started this that I was going to do a podcast a week for a full year and then I would evaluate and say you know am I enjoying this is it adding value to my life do I feel like I'm serving anyone in doing this and then I would decide so to suddenly go from one time a week to two times a week which I've been doing recently is a testament to the fact that I am enjoying this and the fact that you all have been reaching out and I feel like I'm speaking to a real person on the other side of this microphone that is finding value and who makes me feel not alone. And I'm hoping I'm making you not feel alone in finding somebody with a common brain. To do this every day, particularly on the ones that fell on weekends, I'm not a batch person. I didn't sit down and do 12 episodes in one day and just schedule them and go, well, there we go. We both know I didn't plan that far ahead. I in the course of the 12 days, actually had to record three in a row. One I recorded to put out immediately. And then the other two I recorded and banked because I had to be out of town for two days in a row. And I knew I could take this whole setup with me, but I knew that wasn't going to go well. And I wanted so badly to stick with it and to fulfill this 12-day goal I had set my for myself that I actually banked it and I, as soon as I scheduled the second one and I could like see my list of, of upcoming episodes and there were two in like the holding tank I'm like who am I even it felt so great and yet at the same time like yeah that's not happening again but hey celebrate wins when you get them so anyway this was super challenging and yet I didn't even for a second think that I was going to break this 12-day string like I was that interested in this challenge I and I'll tell you the end why I think the biggest factor was but the urgency factor so did this have an urgency factor yes if I had not done this as my December 1st through 12th downloads this sort of like 12 days of Christmas I kept talking about 
was sort of pointless. Once I got started to do the 12 days, there, there, there was a deadline every day. There was an urgency. There was a deadline every day that I had to meet. Being able to capture those four, you don't always have to have all four. He's not saying every task you do is going to have all four components. Like that email I spoke about at the beginning, it may only have the urgency component. And let's face it, we're constantly putting out fires. And so therefore, the urgency component is often the only one we're reacting to. But when you do have all four, the fact that you feel like you're lit up and like clicking on all cylinders is it's pretty darn exciting. So what I'm asking, I know this isn't related to organizing or decluttering or planning per se, but if you look back on moments in your life when you're like, yeah, I did that and I did that well, reflect on how many of those things were those four elements were, were a part of it. You know, I was on a podcast interview the other day and it was with a young woman who knows she's just been recently diagnosed with ADHD and she has no children yet and she's nervous about having children because she's like, let's face it, I, I'm struggling taking care of myself. How am I going to take care of, of kids? I told her I find it interesting that one of my times in life where I felt the most clicking on all cylinders and would never have even suspected that I might have ADHD was when all four of my kids were seven and under because I mean, think about those years with those kids. I mean, every day was novel. There wasn't a single day that repeated itself. Uh, things were interesting. I mean, I constantly there was something new and interesting going on with four kids. Uh, was it challenging? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was challenging. And the urgency, there was always an urgency. Somebody needed fed. Somebody needed change. Somebody needed to be driven from point A to point B. All four of those things were constantly in the place for nearly a decade by the time I got the last one out from underfoot. And it just, I noticed and started suspecting the ADHD in myself after they all became more independent. And I no longer had these novel moments and the, the challenge and the urgency dropped dramatically. And suddenly my brain wasn't reacting to my day-to-day -day tasks with any interest or consistency or follow-through. And it's been exciting for me to take on this new task of podcasting, having these things suddenly light me back up again. And so I find that really interesting. I also find it interesting when I started my organizing business and I wanted to do this podcast to speak to folks like me who felt like they were doing something wrong in their homes or, or couldn't just get things right, that the big factor in this he doesn't speak about but the the common thread to me is twofold one is the accountability being beholden to my clients and having them count on me particularly in the moment but also you know between sessions and until we got to the next next session that kind of accountability i don't know where that fits in i haven't i haven't studied that part with adhd brains but having that accountability has made a huge difference in how well I've interacted with my clients. And the second part of that is the, and I don't know if it's the accountability, but certainly the, I guess, I guess it's the accountability, the, the fact that you all are reaching back to me. So, you know, if I worked with a client in person and they were so thrilled with their space, 
I got this immediate feedback and this immediate gratification of a job well done. Speaking with you all on this podcast, these reviews that have trickled in here and there and the folks that have reached out to me and actually sent me a message to say, hey, I listened and I, I felt heard and I started binging. Those, you have no idea how much they light me up and want me to keep coming back to this microphone over and over again. So that feedback loop is a reward, I guess, that my brain is lighting up to. Those of you that are in the Facebook group that are starting to respond to posts, that lights me up because it makes you real out there and it makes me know that this is something that's resonating and to keep going. And so how do we translate that to our house is a train wreck and I want to get myself organized and I can't get out from under the laundry because there is no feedback really happening when the pile of laundry gets transferred from the washer to the dryer or the dryer to a bed and lays there waiting to be folded. Something worthy of thinking about, how can we make these tasks that are involved in planning, organizing, decluttering, novel or interesting or challenging or urgent, or at the very least, have some sort of accountability and feedback. I like, I liked in my podcasts with a, a nugget of, of like, try this, or maybe this will work for you instead. And I don't think I'm there yet. This is literally like a reflections podcast. And if you want to give me your feedback on, on thoughts that I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling now, but I would love your thoughts on if you reflect on these tasks and parts of your life in this way, what was it when you felt like you were clicking that you're like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Versus when you struggled and you look around and you're like, what, why is it so hard? Why is there this struggle? And maybe it's the absence of all of this, all of these four things. And <laughs> to say that if you could create all four of these scenarios in your life at all times, you would just never, you know, lack. Um, I have a great illustration of a moment that happened today. So my ADHD kid who, I mean, he does really well in school in spite of himself it can be a struggle at times, but he always seems to pull it together at the end. But in his calculus class, of all places, they had to do a, a project that was, it was like a, diora a diorama, for those of you who remember, <laughs> remember dioramas. And again, the math is way above my head. Something to do with like the radius of a sphere based on its volume when being increased or decreased at so many centimeters per second. Yeah, way over my head, not a math girl. But once they created the problem, they had to do a diorama that kind of illustrated it. And then they had to solve the problem and then turn it in in a way where I think what the teacher's intent is, is when they all get back from holiday break, they'll have all of these dioramas to look at and to kind of warm their brains back up. They'll go around and try and solve everybody's problems and it'll just be a little more interesting because it's a little different than a flat problem on a worksheet. So kudos to him, because this should speak to his kids with ADHD brains. But my kid got so into this project, and you know, he, he could get bonus points if it related to his teacher's favorite interests, and he gave them all their favorite interests. So one of the things he loved was Duke basketball. So he created this whole shoebox that was like the Cameron Indoor Stadium, and it had the basketball was the sphere that was being inflated 
at two centimeters a second or something and um, before the game, but he had these little basketball players and he so all the things to create it and he was really proud of it he had the problem he had to solve for the problem all of that he did in like record time he had it all done and he, he texted me from school this morning and he said mom I forgot the shoebox oh and I was like okay I'll drive it over there what time does it have to be there and you know thank goodness I'm mostly a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I, I have some flexibility with my clients and I didn't have anybody today. So I, he's like, by 10 a.m. So I drove it over there and dropped it off. And he texted me about an hour later and he's like, I got a 103. <laughs> and he was so proud of my, of himself. And my husband, who is very sort of type A, doesn't get us at all. I texted him and I said, so you know, our son got the 103 on his project today. And he laughed and or he just said, awesome, that's so great. And I said, yeah, and that was after he forgot to take it at all. And I had to run it over to him. And he, <laughs> he literally laughed. It was like, of course. So it's not like it's going to solve all of your problems. But it will maybe set you up for some more success if we can find ways to create the novelty and the interest and the challenge because the urgency I think is always going to be there. All right. I know that's a lot of rambling, but thanks for hanging in there with me. I hope that you stick around, especially if you just found me through Christmas and you want some more just regular content. Happy to have you here. Reach out. Join all the places. They're all in the show notes. And until next time, choose joy. Did we just connect? But do you feel at home here? Then please do me a favor. Yes, like right now. We can do this together in real time. Because I know you're about to forget because your brain's going to jump to the next thing. I get it. But stick with me. Literally stop what you're doing. Look down at your phone and hit the follow button or the subscribe button, whatever it's called. That will make sure you're here for my next episode. And I so want you to join me. Yay! Okay, now scroll all the way down and please rate and review this podcast. That will help other moms find me and then they won't feel so alone either. It literally is such a gift to me when I get to read your thoughts and when you connect with me personally. There are so many ways you can do it. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Email me joy at joylovinghome.com or join me in my community bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. Can't wait to see you there.